Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans, the king of shoes, killing shit since 1966, son. That's fucking right, Omar. (laughs) Drop that bitch. I'm D. Jones, I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. This is a massive, massive episode this week. Ghost, fresh back, out the van, another sprinter trip, this time to lovely Detroit. What an undercover gem the city of Detroit is, man. Oh, man, hadn't been in over a decade I think same with Mitch, same with Morgan. We all hadn't been in a super long time. Aiden, we all love Detroit, but for some reason we all let it go a decade without going. It was awesome to be there. So much love. We went to uh, our boy Justin Bull's video premiere. So much love. The Detroit skate scene is just thriving. You go to a Toronto video premiere and the crowd runs out of applause after the first two minutes. The crowd was geeked up the whole time. Uh, and then we got that that incredible pizza from Jets. Epic night, but just an epic trip all around. Can't wait to go back. Definitely ain't going to let it go a decade without going. Forgot that it's just like a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour to four-hour drive, depending on the uh, borderline. Um, Detroit, we will be back. Maybe see the Lions in the fall. You get me. Absolutely. Big shout out to everyone in Detroit, man. The homies at Plus Skate Shop, Dunwell Skate Shop for holding down the event. Mikey Crack. Oh, Mikey Crack. Yo, Mikey Crack, man. God damn. Pipe layer out there in Detroit. He's moving different and, you know, he got all our respect over here at the bun. Mikey Crack. Look him up on Instagram. Give that man some love because he's definitely laying it down. And that video we got to see was was something else bro hell yeah uh couldn't have worked out better with the premiere while we were in town for a few days like i said man we'll be back oh and you squashed your uh your beef with your boy man at plus i did i squashed my beef with rob at plus i think uh once he saw the size of me he uh, knew it was time to throw in the white towel (laughs) you know no questions asked but he is an absolute beauty, man. Nothing but love out there in Detroit, man. And that's the same vibes we spread at the Bun, man. We love to talk our shit and all that, but it's nothing but love. They uh, welcomed us with open arms out there in Detroit, man. No doubt. There's a there's a picture of Donald choking him out. Uh, if anyone yeah. was curious how the fight ended, just kidding. I'm posting that. I'm posting that for sure. <laughs> But you know what it is, Ghost. We got an episode to do. What we got popping this week, man? It's a, it's a big one here. Big up, man. Our homie, Louis Elliott, uh, who works for Thrasher, does their social. We've been bumping into him at events, been homies with him for uh, a while now. And uh, just a cool cat to, to get to go behind the scenes on basically the homie with uh, 
all the control like the biggest skateboard account on instagram and uh you get get the a little peek behind the scenes of uh what it's like holding them holding down that account and just uh doing his thing behind the scenes and uh helping a lot of people's careers so fun interview with him also one of the most thrilling stories ever told in the history <laughs> of the bunt uh, yep. so make sure you you tune in for that then we take you know straight to the post office some loose balls up in there as per usual and then wrapping it up with the rundown the conference finals are popping in the nhl and nba fun episode man absolutely man can't wait to get into it louis absolute legend wonderful interview make sure to follow us on instagram at the bunt live subscribe to us on youtube at the bunt hit us up on our patreon patreon.com slash the bunt and then head over to the buntlive.com want to thank everybody for going on the web store and placing their orders man cannot thank you guys enough we got to get back to work and ship all that stuff out asap rocky for everybody who was uh out there supporting us so big thank you to everyone and also on the buntlive.com the new bunt jam section you know the bunt jam is just around the corner man you don't want to miss it july 7th and 8th toronto canada at dumbat skate park ghost shout out of the week what you got for me well we're not sure if it's online yet by the time you're going to be hearing this but minted by the homie justin bowl in detroit new local video love seeing those spots get shredded by mikey crack and co great vibes fun video amazing skateboarding and uh make sure you take that in man hopefully it's online by the time you're hearing this minted absolutely man mikey crack snapped but there was one other man the last part by adam euler in the brand new video minted was absolutely insane man i think uh a lot of people left that skate shop an even bigger fan than they already were of adam euler man uh, hats off for that part you guys you killed it arguably the best beard in skateboarding absolutely all right ghosts only one thing left to do before we get into this interview with louis it's pizza time baby what do you got well i know we're trying to cleanse after detroit but it wouldn't be right if we didn't go out with a bang and have one more epic <laughs> meal from maker pizza we go on dr pepperoni we go on no salads we go on wings bodega sub three ginger ales and seven chocolate chip cookies let's get it <laughs> maddie matheson tell them what you get when you order maker pizza this is literally the best pizza in the world all right ghosts let's get this interview popping all right let's get this motherfucking thing popping we got louis elliott in the building what's cracking g you know vibes <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, Louie, we start every show off the same, man. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Shit, my favorite skate moment? Fuck, man. I've been around for so much shit that I can't even, like, I don't know if I could choose one in specific. But actually, you know what? I I 100% know. Uh, Danny Way knee slide with no knee pads at oh. the Dead Lord Challenge. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Dude, like the 40 foot slide on knees with no pads was so fucking insane. <laughs> now, favorite, favorite sports moment? I don't like sports. Or I, not, I don't like sports, but I don't care for sports. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with skateboarding. Bob Burnquist, fakey 5 0, fakey foot first try, first drop in. Dude, we'll take it. That's a sports moment right there. All thanks to Bob. That was all thanks to Bob. Extreme sports. Yeah, exactly. Mega legend. So where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Um, I'm from a place called Altadena, California. It's uh, maybe like 20 minute drive from Hollywood. I grew up there. My brother started skating. I got into skating through him. I found the way I actually started skating was I found like an X Games board that was like, you know, like the to-go box size boards. They're like this big, like a novelty board that you don't even set up. Right. But I found one of those. Somebody gave me some trucks. Somebody gave me some wheels and some bearings. And I had a skateboard. And I was pushing around with a board that was the size of my foot. <laughs> so I, I was pretty... Uh, I, I started on a pretty low scale. <laughs> and then I had a, a group of friends that I skated with around my area. And they all, like, you know, as time goes on, like high school and stuff, like you get into different things... You don't really want to skate anymore. You hang out with chicks. And I'm the only one that was like, I really want to skate still. So I ended up going to L.A. a bunch. And at some point, I met Keith Huffnagel. Ooh. His ex-wife at the time, Anne Freeman, She we call her Miss Anne. She was, we'd go to Huff. This is when I was going to Supreme and Huff. And like we'd hang out over on Fairfax. And that was like an hour and a half for me to even get over there uh, by bus. And an hour and a half is like generous. So... I went to the Sense Day One premiere, and, and uh, Miss Anne was like, "Hey, I want to introduce you to Keith," and she introduced me. And then uh, Anne was like, "Hey, you need to take this kid skating to Keith," and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that's kind of crazy." I mean, at the time, I really liked Keith Huffnagel skating because I watched skate more. That was like I kind of started skating like two thousand seven, two thousand eight ish. Mm-hmm. So 2004 was Skate More, 2005 or whenever that came out. So it was all the videos I got to watch right before Fully Flared and Minefield and all those videos came out. So I saw Keith's part and I was like, I always liked this song. So yeah, sure enough, I knew who he was and and was like, hey, take this kid skating. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of crazy. I don't know about that. And then Keith was like, yeah, grab my number. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to text this dude. But he, he grabbed his number. He's like, okay, text me so I have your number. I'm like, okay. And I text him. And he's like, okay, I have your number. He's like, make sure to text me on Saturday and come out skating. And I was all Damn. like, okay, whatever you say. Like, you know, like being yeah. a kid and like <laughs> not really believing what people say and shit. And then the weekend goes by, I don't hit him up. And then the next weekend he's like, dude, you didn't hit me last weekend. We had a really good time skating. Damn. And I was like, oh, you're being serious. He's like, yeah, come meet me at my house. He was living in downtown. And this is the first time I ever went to downtown and went in a building in downtown. Because, you know... A lot of downtowns, like especially LA, looks like ass. Like, <laughs> it just looks disgusting outside. I go into his, his apartment, and it's like the nicest loft I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and from then, he was, just took me skating. And through that is kind of like how I really, I guess, got introduced to the skateboarding industry. Crazy. That's he, wicked. Starting at the top, man. That's crazy. Yeah, he was... I don't know what it was. He was... There was a lot of us that were around, and he kind of called us his kids, and like he was like a dad. So it was, I don't know what it was. He was just down to like help all of us out or like have us hang out and stuff like that. 
That's amazing, man. This might be the same answer than that story, but what was your first big break in the skate industry? I mean, I didn't really have one until Thrasher, honestly. Because people knew who I was and, like, I was out skating and, like, but I was, like, trying to be a pro skater at the time and then I figured out it just wasn't going to work for me. And then I started working at Thrasher and then, I don't know how, but by the grace of God, I'm not... I'm not Christian or I'm not religious at all, but the grace of God, <laughs> I started working at Thrasher. I got hired to be an editor. And then I happened to be in New York with Tyshawn and I filmed like some psychotic trick of him. Maybe, oh, it was like some, a fakie flip over a cone, but he went straight over the cone. Jesus Christ. Sounds about and, right. Yeah, yeah. And then Tony texted me. He's like, yo, send me that right now. And then that's kind of like how my job started. He saw what I could do. He saw the access that I had and was like, hey, do the editing stuff and like the writing, all the writing stuff, but you're also really good at this, so you should do this as well. So I didn't even see it, it was him. Hmm. So you shaped your own job there? On accident, basically. Damn. And they created the job for you at the same time. That's yeah. wicked. I mean, I was already getting paid to do this other job, so they were like, hey, you know, more responsibility. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a normal circumstance, it's a toxic work environment, but in mine, it was a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you eventually moved over to just social, right? I mean, more or less. I'm like 95% social. If if Burnett's ever like, hey, can you do this? I'll hop in. Because I don't know. Oh, actually, I do know how. So academically, I was, if I wanted to do something, I could. Mm-hmm. Basically, from when I was in ninth grade till I graduated, I wrote an essay every single day. And I became really good at writing stuff. Excuse me, writing stuff quite quickly and like being resourceful when it comes to, I guess, interviews or putting basically putting words on a piece of paper. And I just so luckily had uh, the opportunity to do that. Damn, bro! I would have switched schools real quick. If they told me one essay, <laughs> an a essay day. every day. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I mean, I was. That's unheard of, man. I didn't. I didn't even try to go to college. I was just like, I don't even know what to go to college for. I'm not gonna get myself eighty thousand dollars in debt to just go to school and be like, fuck, what did I do? Hmm. Ended up damn. working out for me. Yeah. Yeah, you doing all right? And now you excel at what? Writing those fucking captions. That's the worst part of our job over that's here the, in social that's media. That's the worst. I'm fucking terrible at it to this day. I can. I can't do write it. another goddamn Instagram caption, man. Dude, I don't know if you noticed, but on my own personal Instagram, if you look at my captions, they're the laziest fucking things ever. I just, Three I emojis is classic. Dude, I cannot be fucked to deal with that shit. It's so annoying. And then now, like, the Thrasher one, I'm just like, emoji related to this person, tag. <laughs> or something that has to do with this person, tag and it's just like so much yeah. easier to just do something like that where i just don't have to worry about trying to like come up with like oh great <laughs> i feel it's like captions tough. don't age well like if i ever like scroll back on my instagram even not that long ago i'm like what the fuck was i thinking i just want to delete them all but i kind of leave them there because it's nice to cringe every once in a while i fucking hate cringe sometimes i just don't even want to write one but if you can't even like come up with a caption nobody's gonna comment on that shit man yeah that's the problem I mean... I would just leave it blank if I could. I mean, what? That's the point I'm at these days. Let me see. Let me see what my last 
caption was APAC man goes to APAC. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Asia Pacific man goes to Asia Pacific. This <laughs> uh-huh. is so dumb. Everything has been seen, but instead it's in one place. It's just like the most lazy, uh, whatever. You on your philosopher tip, eh? Yeah, fuck, we might have to go down that road. Actually, that sounds pretty good to me. Let's philosophize these nuts. I love the life advice (laughs) philosopher captions the most. (laughs) You had a Transworld checkout part about eight years ago and a bunch of sponsors at the time. At what point did you move on from pursuing the skate dream and hop over to the industry side of things? Um, I got offered a job at this agency and they did Adidas skateboarding and I was just working every day and like, I didn't have, I was going out, actually I was, this is the best I've ever skated in my life is when I had a full-time job where I like didn't have the access to skate all the time. I was going mm-hmm. to Soma. I was skating rails. I was getting tech on rails, which is fucking <laughs> nuts to me. I could stick anything. I could just try anything and just be confident. I was just skating every single day. And um, I don't know. I was like kind of trying and I I had to wear Adidas because of the the agency I worked at. And then like nothing was going to happen over there. And it was like kind of difficult to like figure out what I wanted to ride for boards. And like it was just so much of a thing where it's like if I have to try this hard, it's probably not going to work out. Hmm. And... Like, if somebody wanted, if somebody saw something in what I was doing, then they would, they would seek me out. And then at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm fucking over this. I'd rather just work a job, make more money working a job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not trying to live $500 a month on some fucking bullshit paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kill myself. Like, fighting for your life. Dude, you make $20,000 a year? Like, what? That's fucking insane. Yeah. And, like, also, what I wanted in, uh, what I wanted from skateboarding and a skateboarding career was not what I would be granted. So it got to a certain degree where I was just like, I'm just going to cut my losses and I'm just going to just skate to enjoy it. And fuck, Mm -hmm. man, skateboarding is so much more fun that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how old were you when you made that decision or like came to that realization? I was probably 22 or 23. It was just, how do I explain this? It was just really not worth my time, as weird as that sounds. No, I get um, it. I mean, we a lot of us have been through that decision. Sometimes people wait longer. Like the sooner you can kind of make that flip in your head where you're like, okay, I'm just going to skate for fun. I mean, me and Donald, it's not like we had pro dreams or like getting offers to go pro or anything, but not everyone's going to be a shod, you know, everyone's got to fucking come to that realization at some point. Some people don't. I mean, the hardest part for me to come to that realization, and this is where I had to do a lot of growing within myself is like every person that I skated with and was around was becoming pro skaters and like getting Mm. put on these companies and like, The Supreme thing happened, and all, all those dudes got to do be a part of that. And then I wasn't—I unfortunately was not allowed to be a part of that. I guess as as or I wouldn't say unfortunately not allowed to, but like I was not chosen to be a part of that whole story. And at some, I was pretty like upset about that. But as time went on, I'm like I'm probably better off that it didn't happen. Yeah, that's a tough one. I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Where like your whole crew of buddies it's like happening for everyone around you definitely makes it harder 
Yeah,、mm-hmm. I mean, but that's where my that's where I excel in my job is because I have that access due to having that past of being around、mm-hmm. all the people that went pro or like the first time TJ ever came to LA. I totally forgot he reminded me about this. He stayed with me in Hollywood. I met him and everyone was like, "Hey, he's staying at your house." And I was like, "I guess he's staying at my house." So I basically <laughs> babysat. TJ at the time, I think he was twelve. I was eighteen, in West Hollywood, and、oh, fuck, he was so gnarly as a kid. <laughs> he was just like you know some kid from the Bronx. Yeah, he like his big thing when he had his first shoe came out. He had a、uh, he had like this paper or like he wrote personal letters on all these cards. And one of the things he says from Dum Dum Pops to the second oh it's the second shoe so Dum Dum Pops to the second shoe love you all the way Trackhawk soon I was like where's the Dum Dum Pops coming from and then I found an old photo of him sitting in my apartment and it's just him sitting next to a bunch of Dum Dum Pops and I I guess I I went and bought him a bag of candy <laughs> that keep a twelve year old happy yeah I mean he was but I just it totally like over my head. Like I didn't even think anything of it, but for some reason that really stuck out for him. That's what's up. Why did you used to go by Ugly Louie?、Uh, insecurity. Well, that was my Instagram for the longest time before I just changed it to my name. Yeah. And it was like a way of confronting my own insecurity. I guess it was just like something that always kind of like affected me. So it was my own way of being like, no, you know what? Own up to it. It's a way to like push it to the side. If somebody calls you that, then it's just your name.、Mm. And it got to a point where I was like, "All right, I don't need this anymore." But、I、it was it, it was it was based off of insecurity and like trying to subconsciously. I wasn't even aware of it at the time, but subconsciously trying to overcome that.、Right. It, it was just kind of like, a, "Oh, this is funny," but it actually it's not that funny. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. But you came up with that name and just made it your Instagram handle. Yeah, I was like. I was just like I don't really know what my Instagram should be because you know everyone used to have funny Instagram names. No one had their name. Yeah, right. That was fucking great. Fucking boring now. It's super boring. Yeah. Like if I could, I wish I could have the world's best skater Instagram. That would be the fucking funniest shit. I think.、Uh, <laughs> I think Bruce Golder has it. <laughs> That's actually a sick one. Oh, that dude. That other dude has、funniest. skate goat, which is pretty intense. Also. <laughs> Skateghost is、yeah. kind of beast. The like it's kind of beast because I like, I wouldn't say arrogance, but I like confidence. I think skateboarding is lacking、mm-hmm. a lot of that. Where it's like, oh, I'm just gonna get my, I'm just gonna get my paycheck and sit over here and skate and kill myself, and then, you know, everyone's gonna be stoked. Fuck that word. Stoked sucks.、Um, <laughs> but I love characters. Like I am very drawn towards character. And I think when somebody has a lot of personality, it's just way more fun being around them, and so much more interesting, and they have a lot more to bring to the table. And I mean, look at the people I hang out with on, I guess, in the skating basis. Like they're all characters. They're all funny. They have something that's going on with them, or there's something about them that's not just skating. And I think, I think. My main problem with a lot of skateboarding is that it's just lacking character. We we try and bring the character out on this show. Definitely know what you mean. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of fake nice guy shit for sure.、Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what's funny is like 
Why can't you talk shit? Why can't you just say, ah, fuck that guy? Or, like, I mean, obviously, like, I would get bummed if somebody was like, fuck you. I'm, I'm sensitive, too. And it's like, fuck that guy. I'm like, what the fuck did I do to you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't do shit That's to human you. nature, man. But at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. So, but I think it's kind of cool if somebody is a certain way and owns it. Nyjah, for example, his kit is fucking absurd. <laughs> it is insane. In fact, we were on a Nike trip, and I was like, yo, can I put a fit on you? And I almost got him to do it. He did not do it. I'm so bummed. <laughs> I almost got him to put a fit on. And, But it's just himself. And mm-hmm. he likes music that a lot of people are not into, especially skateboarders are not very into. But he's so mm-hmm. unapologetically himself. And he's so like, I don't give a fuck about what you think. I want to do exactly what I want to do. And y'all can eat a dick because I'm still getting paid. And yeah. I think it's a little bit easier to be like that when, when you're the fucking best and you're making all the money. It's a, it, he's coming from an easier spot though, for sure. But I, I understand what you're saying. For sure, but I mean, I would imagine somebody like that in that position would even have a harder time because yeah, he's hating. had to deal with it from day one. He's had to deal with it ever since he basically became. He shaved his hair like Solomon. All of his fucking swag went away. <laughs> and he's just like and then now everyone's like dude this dude sucks but fuck he's like so good at skating like the fact that yeah. you you could say whatever you want about him but at the end of the day you could still be like but his skating like no matter mm-hmm. what he says no matter what he does it's kind of like um excuse me no matter what he says or does on a, uh, in terms of like how he presents himself as a personality Mm-hmm. He can just be himself and still be better than everyone on the skateboard besides TJ. Yeah. Except for fakey shoving, man. You got to work on that one. Except for the fakey shoves, he got to work on that one. What was that from? <laughs> he does one of them in that line. This crazy in part. The- just a little shot. Oh! <laughs> yo! <laughs> it's like hey, so busted. Dude. The fakey shove followed by the wettest switch front side flip. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh. that was fucked. I feel like the haters were so happy to see that one. They're like so thrilled that that was in there. And there's like a Strug's push after it too. Yeah, he could have lost Dude, that clip, was, but point that taken. Was wicked. Uh, yeah. Dude, but he starts to light off dolly back heel lip to fakey. Yeah. Fakey shove, most hurt push of all time, and then the wettest switch front side flip. Yeah, that was a crazy Imagine. one. No, it was it was front nose big spin like yeah. the other way on that out rail, and then fake. Anyways, that doesn't matter. But yeah, the fakey shove. Oh wait, let me think of a different line because you talked about the switch fronts I flip line, right? I can't remember what he does after the fakey shove. Actually, no, it's like front nose and then big spin. I thought it was the front nose fakey, big spin one, yeah, and then a fakey shove, and then I think yeah, he I think he does something down a set after switch fronts I flip, switch front heel. I can't remember. Okay, yeah. maybe maybe I'm mistaking two clips for the same thing. No, in the Nolly heel backflip fakie he just has a fucked up push. There's no fakie oh, show. The that's push what is, it is just fucked. It's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like what I was talking falls. about. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's classic. The haters just want to grab onto whatever little so thing. So hyped can. to find that one. Yeah, but it kind of you know what's funny? Like hate kind of makes the world go round. Like. I try not oh, to yeah. do it, especially like something that I wouldn't say to somebody's face is not something I really would say behind their back. Um, yeah. I mean, this name is going to get brought up a little bit later, 
but like Jeff Monsong, he or sorry, <laughs> Jeff Jeff De Cesare is how he's his name. You know what's mm. crazy? His skating is so fucked, like so horrible in terms of like <laughs> the way he does stuff. But I actually love it. It's great. Like there's another person mm. who's very like himself. His style's terrible, but I saw him do this fucking at Brea Skate Park. It's like a they just redid this park. There's a bump flat into a bowl. He does a kickflip and it fucking rockets and it's a slow mo and his heels click. Oh no. <laughs> but then it he, you know when people do kickflips and they land so bolts, it's like the most insane sound ever. Yeah. That's how he lands the kickflip. <laughs> it's like it's it's the worst best kick or it's the best worst kickflip ever done. Bro, he's the best, man. Yeah, no, he we, doesn't give a fuck. We fuck with them. The heel clicks, though. Holy shit, that's the heel click kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Got to avoid the heel click at all costs. CHPO are proud to release a collaboration together with Cubiscate and Samantha Navarez. Green on green sunglasses for sunny days and hungover afternoons. Their mission is to support the evolution of skateboarding in Cuba, build local communities and international connections, and cultivate youth through skateboarding. Get yours at chpobrand.com and in your favorite skate shop worldwide. And visit cubaskate.org to learn more about their amazing work. CHPO Brand, always doing it for the people. We've seen you absolutely go off skating, best tricks, and various skate events. But how do you balance skating events while covering them? Um, I kind of just do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I feel as if I have this eye for like when something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe call it as corny as it sounds, intuition. But I just know when something is about to happen, especially when certain people get up. And they start skating, and I'm like, oh, I know this person's going to do something. Sometimes I just kind of want to just skate. Like, the, the reason why I'm able to get such great footage of a lot of people, especially in streets, and I'm sure you've heard people say it, like, about some of the edits I've done or some of the tricks that people do in the edits, is like, why did you film that for Instagram? Mm-hmm. And it's because I have that balance of, we're skating together. Oh, now you want to film? You're trying a trick? Are you going to actually try it, or are you just kind of bullshitting? And then I'm like, all right, cool. Like, it's time to film. I just kind of gauge it of how the mood is and things are going and, like, kind of my obligations towards whatever I'm filming. And if I don't feel like it, I'm not going to do something I don't want to do. So if I really feel like I want to skate and I really want to skate with the people that are skating, then I'm going to do that. And then, But I also know my role of when to take a step back understand what's going on and making sure that the best things get captured it's crazy we're talking about it with our buddy morgan you you know morgan smith Mm -hmm. because he he covered the bunch jam last year for our instagram and then we we were like yo do you want to do it again like this year just like for our insta and he's like nah like i want to skate this year but he's like i can't do both like and he was like i don't know how the fuck louis does it but like (laughs) it's just crazy like you're actually killing it and somehow getting like the viral edits at the same time it's pretty pretty impressive you just keep your phone in your pocket at all times or what yeah you got the little mini iphone no i got a regular phone but 
I'm, it's never bothered me to skate with my phone in my pocket, so I'll just pull it out whenever I need to. Mm. And you know it's crazy. There's Has so it, many clips that I've like pulled out my phone, gotten the app ready, clicked record, and then they landed like the most fucked up trick. This happened. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. It's happened more than twenty times. It's it's happened way too many times where I'm like, ooh, that was a little close. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been an incident with like a filmer trying to film like a clip for a video, and you're like, is it? ever any tension with like oh is this gonna go to instagram or is this gonna go to a video part no because as soon as the camera comes out my phone's in my pocket as soon as that camera comes out i'm like all right cool i don't have to work anymore yeah and the people that your job's done yeah people that get really bummed about that stuff is like you should just communicate that to me instead of going back and telling like oh louie doesn't know when to put this phone away just like tell me like hey can we just keep this Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm pretty easygoing (laughs) <laughs> like, like just tell me you i mean most of them yeah, don't even have to simple. tell me but then there's there's times where i'll film something anyways and it's like a crazy trick or something i'll film it anyways but i won't post it because i am a skateboarder myself i know when i would get bummed yeah. mm-hmm. like i just killed myself yeah. for two hours like think about like the tiago switchback tail on makba you know do you ever hear about mm-hmm. that no, no. So we were sp- we were supposed to get a better trick than that, but some fucking douchebags could not just keep their phone in their goddamn pockets or record it and not post it on Instagram. He was gonna do switchback tail. He so he went there to try to see if he can get onto the switchback tail, and he tried it and he locked in a couple of them. And someone was like, "You should just just do it." And then he did it, but what he wanted to do was switchback tail, dumb long, drop the switchback tail. And this is, I don't know if it's 100% like the real story, but this is what I've heard. And he did the switchback tail, and then somebody wanted to fucking have the internet clout and just posted it straight out the gate. And it was just fucking, obviously it blew up because that switchback tail was fucked. Yeah, it's unheard of. But it's like such a shame that something like that took away from something even better and i'd never want to be that person yeah you can save it for once the part comes out and then it's like oh here's like a behind the scenes or something that's always i mean it's always on my mind of like because i always have to think in the future as well i can't just do stuff right in the moment the only times where i'm like we need to do this right now is when i'll film like a crazy trick that 30 other people filmed and I have to post this right now or else we're not going to get the things that we need out of this clip and somebody else is going to be able to get that. It's not, and I don't need to sound like a snake either, um, but when I'm at an event to cover something and my main thing is to do this and we're the main sponsors or we're the main media company that we're, we're – I'm essentially here to do that and get that that clip, that thing that will blow up, the viral clip. Mm-hmm. So – there's times where I have to act fast, and there's other times where it's like, cool, we can sit on it. But for the most part, on events and stuff like that, like when TJ kicked over the table long ways, I saw so many crazy comments of like, oh, Louis in the way, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I was literally doing my job. <laughs> but the trick that I filmed did exactly what I needed to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. you just have to kind of just blank that kind of stuff out and not really take it personal because people are just going to say whatever they want. Oh, for sure. So as someone who's been around the globe skating pretty much nonstop for a while now, what's uh, the most memorable trip to date? Might be hard to narrow down. 
The most fucked trip was probably Puerto Rico on TJ's study trip. Oh shit! That trip was so intense because I had to take. Was to, that the Miami first? Yeah, the Miami Puerto Rico. Yeah. Put our bags at the hotel. Grab the lights. No, no, we flew with the lights. So we went to the hotel, dropped off the bag. He did the Nolly heel and the Nolly front heel. The like first two hours we were there. <laughs> it was like straight to work. He was just like, "All right, cool. We're gonna fucking do this." And then just so many crazy, like so much crazy shit happened. There were so many people on the trip. I was on the hook for. Um, I was supposed to be like the responsible person on that trip, <laughs> and luckily I had Dom Travis, and he was a fucking godsend on that trip. Without Dom Travis, I would have been really, really fucking bummed. Yeah. And luckily nobody died. Jake Donnelly almost died, but he didn't. Oh. He jumped off God of a. Cl- he did a cliff jump, and he. Instead of running and jumping, he went doot, doot, boop, and just took two steps and hopped down and just like there's a sloped rock. Oh. He hit the water and hit the sloped rock on the way in. Oh my oh. god. It is, dude, it was the scariest shit ever. It was so fucked up. Man, he was Buffalo too cool boys, to even man. put effort into that. Hey, eh? Dude, it was we know Jake. It was <laughs> so <Yeah>. fucked. <laughs> And then we spent one weekend with Jake and it was too long. Man. Oh man, I love him. He's so funny. He's a very good person to have your back. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. If things get bad. Absolutely. And then um I guess one of the most fun trips I've ever been on was I went on vacation with my lady. We went to Hawaii. And then that got turned into a work trip because I was filming Evan Mock. And we basically just hung out and skated skate parks and hung out on the beach every fucking day for three weeks. Hell yeah. It was so <laughs> sick. Like, the video that I made is probably one of my favorite ones I've ever made. Uh, the video that I made with him was probably one of my favorites because not only was it so fun, we just got to relax. I got to film him in, a, in an environment where he was the most comfortable. And also mm-hmm. I got to work with somebody that is kind of impossible to get a hold of. <laughs> There's a lot of people that I work with that are that end up being like, hey, sponsors need this person. They don't really want to do anything. Can you call them up? We told them that we have that they have to work with you. And then sure enough, I'll have that existing relationship and I'll be able to go film with that person and we'll have fun. But the Hawaii thing was like it felt like the first thing I ever filmed that really took so much effort and I felt like I got to really put how I viewed that trip in a video. Right. Yeah. Sick. Speaking of traveling, what are your three go-tos when packing a suitcase? Number one is you got to have good fits. (laughs) More options, the better. I don't even dress that crazy, but I feel like I don't even dress crazy. I don't dress like any special type of way, but I really want to look good. Like I want to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I look fly. Number two is okay. an iPad or a Nintendo Switch or some type of entertainment for that fucking plane ride of fury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I watch a lot of anime. So the iPad on a plane is like the most clutch shit ever. And number three, okay, this is gonna be the corniest shit ever, but a good attitude. <laughs> it'll really it'll it'll really make the difference between a trip. It, it really it really does because I've had Pretty recently, actually, I had a pretty bad attitude for a while, and I was pretty upset about a lot of things and whatever I got over that. And I had to go on a trip where I was having a a tough time, and I hated the whole trip. 
I didn't want to be on it. I, in my head, I was like, I don't even want to go on this fucking trip. And then I went on a trip that is equal to that to a worse place with, I would say, worse people, but my, my head was on straight, and it was, we had a great time. It was, <laughs> seriously, your mentality will do a lot for a trip. And, like, for, sure. um, for somebody like myself who has travel anxiety, like, just dreading a trip will make that whole travel to the airport a million times worse. And if you could really just go and be like, all right, whatever, we're just going to do whatever. Like, I don't care what we do. We're going to just have fun. We're just going to hang out. We're just, it's just going to be like a laissez-faire situation. It just really, really expands your mind and allows you to really relax in a scenario where you should be kind of high strung. Yeah, no, 100%. I feel that sometimes you can't help but wake up on the wrong side of the bed. But if you can overpower that, you're better off. Yeah. Quickly for the anime nerds, top uh give us your top three animes real quick, real quick. Yu Yu Hakusho number one. I'm not actually gonna give you my top three because I refuse to say these out loud, so I'm just gonna give you top three that I think a lot of people will like. Okay. Which is like things that I really like. Fucking hell. Uh dude, I the shit that I like is like uh it, it's like rom com type shit. So, it's like straight like dramas, but it's a feel good. Yeah, a lot of wholesome stuff. So I would say you Hakusho. Uh, this is a cop out, but Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. That's for old, and then the newer ones are probably would be Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, My Hero, and anything that's not Isekai. And people that watch anime will understand that. All right, all right yeah, I got to do some homework because I don't know any of those, but I dabble in some anime here and there. Yeah, Isekai is the worst thing that ever happened to anime, but it's also kind of the best. For anybody that watches it, will be like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> all right, well, we'll have to take your word on that. Um, can you tell us about your 18th birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that crazy, but it was, it was pretty wild. So as I was saying earlier, Keith Huffnagel was taking me around. It was like when I was 16, 17. And he had a thing called Dirtbag Crew. And that was not, that was not for a show. That was a real thing. And they loved to get me in situations that were just so ridiculous and so fucking insane. And... I was, at the time, believe it or not, like a really nervous, like quiet person. Basically, I didn't become a loud mouth till I was like 22. <laughs> so I was I was always like quite nervous. Like, I, dude, I didn't lose my virginity until I was fucking like, I was 18 in the summer, or the summer of being 18. And I was- Big year for you. Yeah. I was just a really nervous person. I was nervous around strangers. I'm, I was nervous around girls. Like, I didn't really know how to handle it. So, of course, they, Keith and his friends that ran companies that did pretty well, where do they take me? <laughs> the strip club. Strip club? Yep. Of course. And they were just, they were making me get lap dance. I was like, they're like, choose a girl. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I don't like, like I don't want this. And like, obviously, in my head, I'm like, hell yeah. But in my forefront, I'm like, this is too crazy. Like, this is fucked. And they're like, choose a girl. I'm like, uh, I guess that one. And then <laughs> I guess yeah. And then they were just like buy me lap dances and shit like that. And it was just like 
for me to be like super nervous all the time and like this girl's like oh don't be nervous i'm like that makes it worse (laughs) (laughs) i I feel even worse because you could obviously tell like but we ended up having a really good time and they'd spent more money than i've ever seen on me that night wow yeah that's what's up that's a lot of the big dogs man. in your lap, dog. Yeah, I, I, but it was like the fucked up part is like they said it was whack because it was my birthday. My birthday is also Valentine's Day, and mm. Valentine's Day, 18th birthday at a strip club. You think it would go crazy, and the girls were just being whacked. They're like, "All right, fuck these girls. We're going somewhere else." And we ended up just like going, <laughs> getting dinner, and like just hanging out. That sounds. That's pretty epic for a 18 year old man. Yeah, and lap dances from on keith that's legendary yeah he was a goat yeah. <laughs> dude i got one from jimbo on my oh 19th birthday let's hear it <laughs> you know fucking uh we had this indoor park here shred central and the owner was like the grumpiest man of all time but he would always take care of us as kids mm-hmm. and summer birthday took all of us to the strip club gets me a lap dance for my birthday He's like, one dance. I'm like, all right, I've never been to the strip club before. I didn't know what was going on. Going to the back. I think I stayed there for like five or six songs, man. Come out. (laughs) They go to give him the bill. He starts fucking snapping. He's screaming at me, screaming at the stripper, screaming at security. I'm like, this guy's going to literally take my fucking head off, you know? (laughs) But I think like one of his boys or he was dating one of the girls there at the time. So they smoothed it over. But that was the last time he took me to the strip club, man. That's for sure. You fell in love. Oh, who, who doesn't, man? <laughs> Don't try and be cool, man. Who doesn't? Oh, innocence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody has, man. Uh, 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 Donald's girl, innocence. Yo, how could I forget? Yeah. Oh. Bonding, man. <laughs> Turned out to be uh, Sebastian's girl as well, man. That, that hurt. <laughs> uh, anyways, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. How about Costin's birthday party? What's the story there? Oh my the god. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> whoever gave you that Our one. Birthday's the best, man. Whoever gave you that one fucking goaded for doing that one. <laughs> so I don't really drink or smoke weed or like really party. I don't really go out either. And like ever or this is a new thing? No, this has always been a thing. When I'm out, when I'm on a trip, I'll go out. But mm-hmm. at what time do like you see me at the bar, right? You guys have been to the bar where I've been at the bar. Yeah. You you mm-hmm. turn around, I'm fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> that happens every single time we go out. That's just, I just don't really care for like being out all night and shit like that. And um, so at the time, I had never really drank, drank, like gotten drunk. And mm-hmm. there, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let loose. Fuck it. I've never. I don't really drink. I'll just have a drink. <laughs> Go to the bar. So Eric has this like big birthday party that Oakley's paying for. It's at this club called the Warwick, and there's a whole upstairs VIP area for us. So I go upstairs and I like I have a drink, and somebody's like, "You're drinking booze?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess tonight I'm drinking booze." And they're like, "Oh, I'm buy you a drink." And then sure enough, next person comes. You're you're drinking? I'm buying you a drink. And it goes on and on and on. I'm like, I don't, I've never drank. And I'm like five or six drinks deep. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I'm pretty fucked. But you know, I know, I really know when to like chill. I don't know why, but I have quite, mm-hmm. I have a quite strong ability to be like, all right, I don't need to drink anymore. And I, uh, I'm just sitting there like hanging out, talking. 
And then Atiba's like, let's do shots. And, <laughs> oh, shit. And Atiba loves Jägermeister. And oh, I hell no. cannot fucking stand licorice. I hate licorice. Mm. It's fucking disgusting. But he's like, all right, let's take a shot. I'm like, all right, whatever. Take the shot. Boom. Hits me like a brick. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And like, it's, it's Jager. I'm like, oh, it's fucking terrible. I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to chill. Sit down. I'm talking to my friend Matt. And then we're just having a conversation. I just stop. And he's like, you all right, dude? I'm like, no. And I get up and run to the bathroom. <laughs> and my friend's wife, or now wife, goes into the bathroom and closes and locks the door. And it's like, I, if I accidentally barge in on her, like, I think I had a good enough relationship with that person to be like, they'd be like, oh, what the fuck? But then I would just, like, puke everywhere and I'd be like, oh, that's fine. But <laughs> the door was locked. And I was like, I grabbed it and so it's like, like, trying to unlock it. I was like, Oh, what the fuck? I'm turning around. There's no bathroom inside. Like, I don't know what to do. Everyone, like, kind of sees that I'm, like, kind of frantic. And so, yeah. the so I was, if I walk towards the bathroom, that's where the exit is. The bathroom's on the left. There's a wall directly in front. And then as soon as you go right, when you hit the wall, there's a stairs that goes downstairs. And I'm standing there. I'm, like, looking around. Everyone's like, what the fuck? And then I burp and I put my hand over my mouth. And vomit just goes oh. through my fingers. Yeah. And I'm no. like, no. and it just goes all over my hand. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And like, it just keeps going. So I'm just like, gotta let the bird free. I, it was, <laughs> I projectile vomited probably like, it was five or six feet away. It was so fucking disgusting. Oh, and I painted the God. walls, the floors. Apparently, when I like vomited with my hand over my mouth, it got on Sean Pablo. <laughs> Because <laughs> the next day they were uh, like, dude, you puked on Sean last night. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then the security guy walks up to me and he looks at me. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get this shit kicked out of me. Fuck. He looks at me and then the, he looks at the guy that's running the party and the party's, the guy's like, like thumbs up. And the security guy just looks at me, shakes his head and throws a towel on the floor. And I'm like, I'm going to go home. Everyone's like, you should probably do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude it was it was oh and then i've also never been hung over but like you know the next day after you drink <laughs> like you feel hazy so mm. i felt hate like i woke up late i was supposed to go to this fucking oakley event the next day i woke up late i'm like yo i'm gonna be late stopped on my way to get food i'm like i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna i have to eat something I get to the thing i get to the event and no one's there i'm like oh okay cool maybe i'm here before this press event I sit in the chair and then everybody walks out and somebody's just like, yo, Louie, rough night, huh? And I was, everyone starts <laughs> laughing. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it, was, it was so embarrassing, but it's like, it's more funny than it is embarrassing. It's all yeah. Atiba's fault, man. Dude. Uh, Jaeger oh, Jaeger I forgot to say, you. Atiba said, I was like, no, no. And Atiba was like, if you take this shot, I will never ask you to drink ever again. And now he's definitely like, after he's like, I will never ask you to drink again. That was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll dissuade, he'll dissuade uh, me from drinking. Holy fuck. It's worth it. So you've been friends with Tyshawn for a long time now. Like you said, we hear you two have had some run-ins with the cops though, man. How have those played out in the past? Oh, okay. So this is, I guess this is statute of limitations at this point. So... <laughs> 
there's a spot. It's a drop into a bank. I'm not going to say where it is. Just, like, to not self-incriminate. Like, this is how fucked and, ner- like, paranoid I am about this. So, this spot's an island. You have to drive in over one bridge. It's one way in and one way out. Either that or you take the ferry. Oh, out. shit. I know the spot. Yeah. yeah. The spot is the fucking craziest bust ever. Like, they're fucked. And... The, the area, the island has its own police, like some other fucking police. So we go to uh, TJ's like, hey, I want to do this trick into this spot. I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go. What did he want to do, just out of curiosity? It was Nolly Hill, but it was just like, he just wanted to do it for Instagram. It was, it was supposed to be like one of those things where it was like two tries and he's done it. Yeah. So we get there and we he parks. He parks the car. We skate over there. The fence is closed, so we have to hop the fence. We hop the fence and then we're like, all right, we're in here. Let's get this done quick. Maybe we got like maybe like ten minutes before somebody came out, and the person's like, "Hey, you can't be in here. You gotta leave. You gotta leave. You gotta leave." And we just keep skating. I'm like, "All right." Then you just keep skating, keep skating, keep skating. All of a sudden, I just see from around the corner cops. So there's two big ass black fences. The one with that is straight bars, so it's not like chain link where you can hop over it really easily. They're like, mm-hmm. these cops just pull up on one side. We're like, all right, let's just walk around the other side. We see them like come in, so we're like, oh, let's walk around the other side. And lady's like, there's no exit there, there's no exit there. And we walk over there, and there's just fucking cops on the other side, too. So we're like, all right, we're fucking boxed in, because there's nowhere to go behind you. So mm-hmm. we end up, uh, we're like, all right, whatever. The cop, the cop's parked right there. He has a cop car parked, and these two cops walk out, and he's like, sit down. And we're like, I let TJ do all the talking. And he's like, he's like, sit down. We're like, TJ's like, I'm not going to sit down. He's like, sit down. He's like, I'm not sitting down. Like, just tell us what you need to tell us. And the cops obviously don't like that. This is like, this is, by the way, the timing on this is like, this is like Blue Lives Matter becoming like a really big thing. Like, the cop had the yeah. fucking blue stripe face mask and all that. And uh, the guys, they just go back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, all right, let me send some ID. And TJ's like, I don't have ID on me. He's like, all right, so come over here. He's like, for what? He's like, because I'm going to detain you. He's like, he's like, all right, whatever. So he, he takes. So the cops are standing below us. We're on the ledge. And the gates are open on the left side, but there's no, the gates aren't open on the right side. TJ's like, all right, takes one step and hops off the wall. And I'm like, time to go. I run yeah. over and like basically there's a wall and I keep on running to the left and the cops like following me and I hop over the cop. TJ's run, like zooms right past me. He's a lot faster than me and I'm fucking running and there's a cop, like a big fat cop, like kind of like going like this, but there's maybe like 15 <laughs> feet. There's 15 feet like that we can go around. So he tries to box TJ in and he TJ throws his board at the cop's feet and the cop trips over his board. So that's already assault. That's like, that's fucked. So, and then I'm like, oh shit. And I'm running and I throw down my board and TJ just runs. Uh, he just runs up this hill and there's another fence that he, that he ha- we had to go around. So there's the entrance to the park and then there's a fence to the, to the spot. And he runs up the hill. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. And he's like, cause he ran out of breath. So I skate out of the park and then I like get out of the park and I look up and I just see cops coming around both sides. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I run and throw my board under his car. And luckily, where he was parked, there's a big hill. And because of 
the scenario, what was going on, it was completely overgrown. So I run to the top of the hill and dive like G.I. Joe. And I'm just like on the floor in this tall ass grass. <laughs> and I just see the cops yeah. just drive past me. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they didn't see me. Because I have the high ground, I can see them, but they can't see me. And I call TJ, I'm like, yo, where the fuck are you? And I see like all these cops like driving in the park. There's like four cops and they all drive in the park. And he's all like, uh, I don't know, before that part, I'm at the top of the hill and like the cops are getting kind of close. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I see a family like getting out of the car. I'm like, I walk up to the car. I'm like, hey, um, this is really weird, but can I sit in your car for a little bit? They're like, why? And I was like, oh, and then I, they saw what was going on and it was a Hispanic family. And I'm sure they thought I was Hispanic because of the way I look. And they're like, yeah, for sure. Just sit in the car. I sat in the car and all these cops drive by. And then after oh, that, damn, they were God. like, hide in the car. They come in clutch. And then I FaceTime TJ. And I'm like, Joe, where the fuck are you? We need to go now. And then I just see cops fucking driving into the park. And he's like, oh, man. Like, they're everywhere. I'm hiding in a bush. And I just see him. He's just like, in a fucking bush? And he's like, he looks up and he's like, oh, shit, they see me. And he hangs up the phone. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look in the park because there's like all these overgrown bushes that hide the uh, the back of the fence. But I just see his silhouette just running around. And I'm like, where the oh fuck? Like, God. what's going on? So then the family's like, hey, we got to go. I'm sorry. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you so much. You guys came in clutch. They're like, for sure. I hope you guys get away. Like, <laughs> I was like, I would be like, who is this fucking person? Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I walk up the top of the hill. I'm hiding up there. No one sees me. I'm like kind of looking back and forth. I'm watching my back and I call him. He doesn't answer. I'm like, dude, I can't leave because TJ only has the keys to his car. I don't have the keys to his car. I was calling, not answering, calling, not answering. All of a sudden I turn around and I see somebody coming up the hill. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I see a red hat. I'm like, oh, it's TJ. So I like, I stand up. I'm like, yo, you lost the cops. <laughs> and he's like walking like all winded. He's like, no, he's right behind me. <laughs> and, look over, and like as soon as he says that, the cop comes up the hill. And they're both like winded. He must have been chasing him around the, like for like 20 minutes or something. The cop's like, <laughs> and the cop's like, oh, I'm going to, like, you keep running. But you're not going to get away. And TJ's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. (laughs) And TJ catches up to me. And the cops, like, they're both, like, slouching over, like, walking over. And TJ's like, yo, what do we do? I look over. I'm like, yo, the car is right there. He's all like, should we make a break for it? And I was like, let's fucking go. I'm three. He's like, all right. One, two. And as soon as we hit three, we just make a fucking break for it. It's like a hundred foot run to the car. And the cop's like, you can run, but you can't hide. It was like straight out of the fucking movie. It was crazy. (laughs) He said that verbatim. And we're running towards the car. And then TJ hits the fucking, he has one of those cars where if you hit it a certain way, you can uh, start the car. And then he hears Mm. the car start. And the cop's like, oh, fuck. And starts running after (laughs) us. I (laughs) hop in the car, throw my board in the back. He hops in the driver's seat. He starts driving. He's going like 110 on like a 30. Like we're getting because it's only one way in and one way up. So like we're driving super fast. And then it was this felt like straight out of a movie. The family, the family that I saw earlier, like we drove by them and they seriously like it was like slow motion. He saw us like and like had the biggest grin on his face. It just gave us a (laughs) thumbs up. (laughs) Drive the fuck out of there. And TJ's driving crazy, so it's like a three-mile dash to get out, off of this island. 
She did drive me fucking crazy. mad crazy, like all over the place. And we get to a certain point, all of a sudden we just see cops, like we're driving, like just traffic, and we just like fuck this, driving around them, driving around them, like cutting people off on the one way, and like cutting people off, and like getting, like we need to get the fuck out of there. Anything we don't, if we don't escape now, we are fucked. Mm-hmm. So, wow. We get out of, like, we get to the very end of the island. Like, we see cops, like, running, pointing at the car, like, running after the car and shit. And then there's a right turn to get off. And I'm looking at my maps, and my phone freezes for a second. He's like, is this the turn? I'm like, no, it's the next one. And then we pass it. I'm like, oh, dude, it was the turn. And he's like, Louie, you fucked us. You fucked us. Like, god damn it. And he was like, all right, like, fuck it. Should we just try to get out of here? And he's like, yeah. So it's a three-way to get off of the fucking island. He flips a bitch. And then there's a cop that's going to run in the street to block us so we can't get out of there. And <laughs> he makes a left turn, and then the person that's at the stop sign was going to go right. They had the right away, but they saw us, and they panicked, and they stopped. And when they stopped, the cop that was running in the street panicked and stopped, too. So as soon as that happened, TJ just fucking got right in between both of them, and we got the fuck on, off from that island. Oh, my God. <laughs> Flying. It, it was... Was it I, kind of like once you got off the island, you were in the clear? It was the yeah, cops basically can't do shit when you're off the island. Yeah, because it's different jurisdiction. Yeah, but it oh, was like shit, like we we're driving and like we got we got to Supreme. We parked. We walked in the store. I laid on the floor. It was like <laughs> <laughs> like both of us like laying there for like ten minutes, like breathing so fucking hard. No like, words said. <laughs> and then they're like, "What the fuck just happened?" We're like, "We need like five minutes before we tell the story." And, like, it was so, like, I've never had so much adrenaline in my life. I felt like I was going to puke. Dude, that's insane. And um, thanks for that because me and uh, Mitch B were were claiming tricks at that spot. But now I never want to step foot there. (laughs) Dude, fuck that spot. TJ always calls me a pussy because he's like, well, let's go back to that spot. I'm like, what? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going back to that spot. You can go to hell. And it's funny because we were making a video to, like, as like a story time that I was gonna post and he went back to the island and basically ran through the whole thing but it just happened and like we can't like if that got out it's like basically super yeah, incriminating yeah, yeah. so we, we ended up not posting it no, that's yeah. like rappers going to jail for their lyrics man you can't be doing that shit yeah, yeah it was <laughs> fucked it was so fucking funny though wow bro you had me on the edge of my seat for that one. That was crazy. Dude, that, that was one of the worst. Because, like, you know, I ride I ride dirt bikes and we run into some trouble. But it's, like, super mellow for me. But a scenario like that, I was like, fuck, I'm going to jail. Yeah. Wow. But you know, what the, you know what the lesson is? What? Don't panic. Keep a cool booty, as Kendrick Perkins likes to say. <laughs> um, dude, it's funny. That's why the cop was probably saying that, though. You can run, but you can't hide because he because there's nowhere like, to go. You're not getting off the island. <laughs> yeah, y'all did it. That's epic. Okay, I don't know if there's much of a story here, but what's the story about Yuto looking at a rail from one inch away? <laughs> we were in Miami last year, and um, uh, we went to skate Lil Wayne's Park. And I don't know if you know, but Yuto's eyesight is fucking terrible. He has the worst eyesight. It's so bad. The fact that he can skate the way he can is, is like absurd. So we go to Lil Wayne's Park, and that place is just a fucking dust factory. And we're skating there the first night. It's like a little April trip. And 
he's like, like he's rubbing his eyes and shit, but I didn't think anything of it. He wakes up the next day and it looks like somebody fucking like stabbed his eyes. They're so fucking oh, red. <laughs> he looks like he's been watching TV for like ten years straight. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes are so fucked, and he can't even put contacts in his eyes anymore. So we go to lot eleven. And we go to the skate park and like we're skating or whatever. He's trying to skate, but he's like, dude, my fucking eyes, they hurt so bad. And we're, he's like, oh, is the rail over there? And we're like, all right, yeah. He's like, I want to go check out the rail. And he goes to the rail and he keeps up walking to her. We all watch him. It was me, Shane, Shay, and our friend Dan. We're all watching him go up to this rail. And like, he's like, oh, he's looking at it. Like, getting kind of close. He keeps on going closer and closer and closer, and his nose is an inch from the top of the rail, and he's looking at this rail. He's like, damn, this rail is really good. <laughs> we're like, that fuck? He's like, you need to go home. Really? He's like, dude, I, need, I really want to go home. Uh, he ended up not even able to skate on the trip. Some eye drops, man. Oh, dude, his eye drops didn't even help. They were man. like, his eyes are so fucked. Poor bastard, man. We heard there might have been a spill when Plan B sent Aurelian to L.A. to skate with you. What's the story there? Oh, man. So, as I've mentioned a thousand times, I ride dirt bikes, and we ride dirt bikes on the street. So, we do wheelies, we do whatever. Totally legal, quote-unquote. And, uh, like, we're all riding, and, like, I knew Aurelian was really into riding dirt bikes, and he was like, hey... And we went to the track, and I got to talk to him or whatever. He's like, yo, I ride, I ride and do wheelies, too. And he's fucking crazy on the track. Like, he's fast. Like, if he wasn't a skateboarder, he could be... I feel like he could ride motocross. Like, for mm-hmm. a living. He's that fucking good. He's like, hey, I do wheelies and stuff as well. Like, come take me with you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. Call up my homies. We end up, like, my homies in the hood have a bike for him. And I was like, hey, this dude... He's going to skate in the Olympics. He really wants to ride with you guys. He wants to come kick it. And they're like, that's our boy. Like, fuck it. Like, yeah, he's going to skate in the Olympics. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. He comes and he rides with us. And we're riding through L.A. Everything's going smooth. He knows what he's doing. Like, he's dropping back. We're all we're going on the freeway where we transfer from one freeway to another one. And there's, like, maybe, like, 200 people out with us. And so it's, like, like a pretty safe environment for him to, like, do whatever he wants. And all of a sudden, he's on the freeway, and I'm like, I, I was recording him, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, let's do this. I put my phone in my pocket, and I'm going to start doing wheelies with him, and all of a sudden, he just fucking falls off the back of his fucking bike, fifth gear oh, on yeah. the freeway. This is like, maybe like eight months before the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> he just falls off his bike, and he slides, he falls on his butt, and he slides, like he's... I'm riding with him, and he's sliding backwards looking at me, and we're having a conversation. He slides for so long, and um, he slides for so long and so fast that he's like, dude, what is happening? Like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, dude, I don't know. And then after we had that conversation, he, like, halts to a stop. And sure enough, fucking, he punched a hole in the bike's engine. He had a little bit of fucking raspberries on his ass, but he was... He came out unscathed. <laughs> I was just like, Oof. I was just like, yo, how am I gonna fucking tell the fucking how am I gonna tell this TM that I just did this to this dude and I took him out and did this? <laughs> like, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna tell him that this happened. And he ended up being fine and he fucked up the dude's bike 
And then they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we know you're good for it. Because, I mean, I've spent a lot of time with them. And they, like, they really fucked with me. So they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Like, we know you're good for it. We know you're good for it. Because of the connection of one of the sponsors that he rides for, they got the part for them the next day. And they put it on. Wow. <laughs> so then, like... That's what's up. The next time I saw them, I saw them the next Sunday. He, he left out of town. And I saw them the next Sunday. They're like... And this is the day that the Olympics was happening. They're like, yo, what's up with your boy? He got the, he got the shit back quick. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, he's skating the Olympics today. And they're like, what? We need to go back and watch him. So, like, we rode. I went home, and I guess they all watched him and cheered him on in the Olympics. So, 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 oh, that's so, so the hood fucks with a ruling. I could have been way worse. Jeez. Yeah. Serious question. Who has a better nose manual, you or Mitch Barrett? Um, fuck. Mitch has an earlier one. <laughs> he's he i will say he won't well we had a contest and he won we're in greece oh but, oh the greece well, slam yeah we're in greece <laughs> and legendary slam it's pissing rain it just finished pissing rain we need to post that and he tried to nose manual down this brick hill in greece <laughs> in the rain and he's it's like a steep block it's fucked it's actually so fucked and he just tries to do a nose manual and gets to like maybe like the last like foot and a half and then he puts it down and he pops off of his nose and puts his feet down slides hit his head on the floor and slides like 30 feet (laughs) and after that i was like all right you got it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's just worse man he didn't even make it and i was like uh, I remember there's another nose man I did after that. And he was like, "Nah, you got the crown back for now." But <laughs> I think Mitch is probably a better nose manualer. I just have more. Uh, oh, you know what it was that he gave it back to me on was the uh, the nose man in Montreal. Which one did you do in Montreal again? The one at the church, the like four up, eight down. Oh fuck! That's yeah, that's really gnarly. I went there with Phil. It was like a hundred degrees out. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to nose manual it. Fucking, I don't know. It was the hardest nose manual I've ever tried in my life. Dude, that's like that's actually so- insane. Uh, the ground was so bad. Like when you pop, the ground is so fucked. You can't see it. And I did a nose manual. I was just like, thank God that was over. And then I went to the premiere and everyone was like, it was like one of the things that was like one of the biggest cheers. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, anyone who's seen that or lives in they Montreal respect it, yeah. respects the hell out of that one. <clears throat> Shit, so Mitch is going to hear this. He's Mitch, you got to do something if you want that crown back, dog. Yeah. No, he's he's <laughs> definitely gotten it back since then. He's he, I will I will give him I'll give him his flowers. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to say even from that Greece one by itself, you still got it. <laughs> like, that one yeah, was, that was crazy. Legendary. But anybody else? Anybody else can get smoke. Yeah. Me and uh, Mitch, probably in like 2015 or something, we were like, yo, like when Thrasher posts were like less, there was less mm-hmm. going on. We were like, and like Thrasher parts were more rare and stuff. We were like, yo, whoever gets a Thrasher bump, we used to call them <laughs> Thrasher key bumps for your Instagram. Like get that big <laughs> follower bump. Like, yo, whoever gets the, the Thrasher bump first wins. It was just like a lifelong battle. And then fast forward how many, however many years later that was from like 2015, you you posted that with just at Mitch. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember hearing uh, about that. He was telling you, huh. Jeff's gonna be so mad when he sees this. <laughs> 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 I 
You told me about oh, that yeah. bet, actually. Yeah, no, that was that was epic though. If I was gonna lose, that was it was it was worth it to, to see that clip, man. That's that was amazing. So yo, the people been wondering. We all see the talent, but when the hell are we gonna get another full part from you, Louis? I've asked you in the past, and you always brush me off. I even watched your old part today, the Transworld checkout from eight years ago. And there was a comment on it from six months ago that was like, wow, I feel like he should give us another part. So what's the <laughs> word, man? You working on one? Can, can the people expect a part from Louis Elliott again? I've been filming, but I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to have a part. I've been out filming with friends and shit like that. If it works, then something happens, then yeah, it'll happen. If not, it doesn't. And not only that, that part was ass cheeks. I can do every single one of those tricks in my part. I can do every single trick in my part. Like, easy. Well, shit, man. You were, like, fucking yeah. a kid practically still. That was a long time ago. Yeah, fair enough. But, dude, just watching that old part and then, like, skating with you and just seeing all the tricks that you've learned since then, it would be sick to see a new... It's time, man. 2024, 2025 Louis full part. Woo. Well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see, and don't hold your breath. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. The people are waiting for parts from me and Donald as well. So Nobody's waiting for that. I hope no one's waiting. (laughs) Bro, I always get, like, bunt video. Like, we're working on it. They ain't waiting for me, man. They're waiting for you. I appreciate that. That's uh, kind words to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. So other than the part, what's next for Louis Elliott, man? Work. I mean, I'm in, I want to do as much as I can. I want to do the best I can. I have really, I really want to work with a lot of the new skaters. Um, a lot of the, this sounds crazy, a lot of the younger kids that are like coming up. Give us some names, man. Who you want to work with? This is a kid I filmed recently. His name's Toby Ryan. He's from San Diego. And it's the most fucked video I've ever made. Like it, it's seriously so fucked. He does Sick. he does a nollie backside flip down the fucking like down like a thirteen in a line, and it's like not the first or last trick. Wow. <laughs> okay, there's a new one, Toby, a yeah. new legend brewing in San Diego. Like the a really big one. Uh, actually, this is gonna happen, so I'm not gonna say it. Um. There's somebody that rides for Adidas that uh, I feel like I'm, I think I'm going to work with really soon that I'm really excited about. I, I just really want to film, like, I think a lot of it comes from, like, I'll be on Instagram or somebody will post somebody or I'll just be, like, whatever, scrolling. And I'll find some kid in the middle of nowhere or, uh, like, is coming up and I'll see them be like, this kid is amazing. I mean, now he's got he's got a lot of love, but, like, Zion F's, like, that that's a kid mm-hmm. that I'm like, mm-hmm. this kid is dope. And uh, his friend Noah Pollard, like that kid is also really dope. It's just, um, I think a lot of the younger generation is a lot more fun for me to take them out skating. Like uh, when I was filming Haisa, I made that video with her. I was with them for two weeks. I basically had to babysit her for two weeks. It was fucking gnarly. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, when you hang out with older skaters, they're like, oh, fuck this, fuck that kids they're just so excited to skate and they're so happy to do anything and they're just really really open to new things and i think it's the coolest shit in the world and i wish skaters were more like that fuck yeah like there's a lot of toxic positivity and there's 
there's a lot of negativity and toxic and fake positivity that goes around in skateboarding. And I think this is just like such a nice refresh from what I have to deal with all the time. And like, like, why am I texting you 30 fucking times that we need to have this thing done? And it's not like, hey, we're going to do this for fun. Uh, maybe that's probably the problem, but it's not like, like, yeah, it's going to be fun when we do this. But you have a shoe coming out in three months. We need to do this. And, like, the fact that I have to chase you down so much and then call your sponsors for you to do that, like, I'm fucking sick of that. If you don't want to work with me or if you don't want to do this thing, then don't. But just say it. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm too tired, or I'm I'm sore, or whatever, just be like, hey, I'm not really trying to do this right now. And that's totally fine. But I think a lot lot of times with these kids, I'm just like, hey, do you want to do this? They're like, all right, cool. Go to a spot. What do you think about this? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, well, do you want to try this? They're like, I don't see why not. And the next thing you know, I have like a <laughs> fucked nolly backside up. Yeah. Mm. Dude. Yeah. Comes up a lot on the pod, but those youthful legs, man, we miss them for sure. It's like so much easier when you're younger. I'm 29, but I jump more than I've ever jumped in my life and I feel great. Uh, you like, look in shape. That's the big difference right there. <laughs> <laughs> we eating pizza over here fucking five <laughs> nights a week, man. I mean, I eat, I eat like shit sometimes, so... <laughs> I guess no booze is helping me. Well, yo, love it. Putting some shine on on the next generation. Noble man, Louis. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, skateboarding is going to get stale without it. Real shit. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, it's an honor to be brought to you by Thunder Trucks. And we've got a little line on something. Jen Soto's new part is dropping and it's an absolute barn burner. She's got epically clean style and is shredding spots all over the world. Peep the new part and keep your eye on your local shop for Jen's new thunder truck with artwork she penned herself. Coming with some custom baby blue forge base plates, you can't miss them. Hit up your local thunder dealer and as always, tell them the bunt sent you. All right, Louis. you know what time it is. A little rapid fire. None of that uh, toxic positivity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm full of that shit. <laughs> Favorite skater? Dylan Reader. Favorite video? Minefield. Favorite video part? Dylan Gravis part. Hell yeah. Favorite style? Y'all, you have a dick goblin over here. <laughs> Dylan Reader. <laughs> Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Keith Huffnagel. Hell yeah. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? TJ. Favorite trick? Probably Nolly Hill. Hardest trick for you? Hard flip. Most illegal trick? I've got like an illegal trick repertoire, so... (laughs) I'm really good at it, so I'm going to say it. Willie Grand. (laughs) I'm like fucked up good at it. It sucks. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Probably that Ollie into that green bank. The one in Copenhagen. Everyone was like fucking oh, that, but Yeah. I just, the like stock X really, in the gym thing? Yeah. That was fucked. I ran super fast to like just Ollie it and it felt so fucking good. Sick. I think it was fucked. There's, there's definitely a better example, but that's the one that comes off my head right now. Worst trend you've been a part of? Flooded pants. 
<laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. It's probably a tough one for you. That's fucking hard. It'll have to either be the backside flip or hard flip over the bump to bar in the heights that Tyshawn did. No, I'd have to go backside flip over the bump to bar because the amount of times that we've been back to that bump to bar just for like us to hang out for him to try it because he's one of those TJ's one of those people that will uh, that wants his friends to be around while he's trying a trick and that ground is so fucking rough that hill is so steep. And that bump to bar is the flat, like before where the bar starts, is still like six inches over my head. That thing is fucking brain dead. That was a heavy clip. What's the one trick that got away? Uh, There's one that I tried in Copenhagen. It's like the double bank. I went back like six or seven times and I still have to go back to try it. Um, I tried to do heel flip back nose blunt slide. Oof. And then there's, you know, KB did the front shove front five zero. It's the one that everyone oh, skates in Copenhagen yeah. in the basketball court. Like at the court. basketball court, say, you like go up the first bank, launch onto the next one. Oh yeah. Jake yeah, did yeah, front yeah. heel nose blunt. Yeah 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 yeah. You say heel flip back, heel nose, back nose blunt. Damn. Yeah, there's one that I slid and tried to pop into, and my I just like my legs just didn't work. Oh. I slid, I flipped in, slid, and I just jumped into the bank, and my board didn't come with me. Damn, that'd be fucking epic. You gotta get that, dude. That's I've gone back like seven times. It's fucked. Soul crusher spot. Yeah. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose myself for this one, and you two are actually a part of this. When we're in Calgary, I tried to heel flip over heel flip indie. I was like, I had a heel weird heel flip indie kick. I tried to heel flip indie over the pool tub, and oh, I just shit. fucking was, you two were both in the tub, yeah. and I caught it. And there was water at the end of the. I was the first person to go, but there's somehow water in the runway. I stuck it and just fucking belly flopped on concrete. <laughs> that was that was like, it was for a lot of money too. Like a bunch of people put a bunch of money on it, and I was just like, "Oh, I got that. It's easy," and just fucking belly flopped and died. <laughs> oh man, Fuck. that was that was a memorable trip, and that pool, Calgary. that whole pool session was just a disaster. That was insane, dude. That was that was one of the few times I was really drinking. Holy fuck, that trip was so insane. <laughs> it was fucked being in Calgary, man. Dude, I had a video of like thirty people in a hot tub. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. took over the hotel pool. Dude, we were out <laughs> till like 4 or 5 in the morning at that Chinese restaurant that one night, too. Yeah. Dude, you hear that people threw fucking, like, couches and shit into the pool? Jesus. Oh, my God. Remember <laughs> E.T. could, like, slide from the pool to the hot tub <laughs> on his belly? He was, like, he just sliding <laughs> along there. <laughs> the pool, he's like, yo, oh, check this fuck. out. I'm going to do a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good fuck. times. In Calgary. What's the last new trick you learned? Mm. I guess Switchback Smith. No, it's been a while since I learned that. No, it's been something else. Learning how to properly backtail. I finally, after fucking... 15 years of skating, 16 years of skating, I finally learned how to fucking backtail. Like, you hold it nice now? I can't hold it like that, but 
you know, it doesn't feel like I'm like in and out. Damn, you and Donald should uh, share some trick tips. You both uh, struggle with that one, eh? I just got that backtail shove going now, man. Actually, yeah, you were looking good on the backtails the other day. Yeah. You guys are evolving. I like it. I feel great. <laughs> Dream job after skating. Being a bum. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Um, anything car related. Hell yeah. That sounds better than being a bum, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Favorite local skater. Easy. Jeff DeCesare. Hell Dude, yeah. That's fucking sick. It's about time he got a positive shout out out here. Dude, he's so sick. He's fucked, but he's so sick. Like, I unironically, people ironically like him. I unironically like him. Like, I think his skating is so insane. That's what's up, man. Good for Jeff. Yeah. Go fucking time. <laughs> Favorite local brand? Uh, I don't know if it's considered local. But I like Girls Don't Cry a lot. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? All of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Any any responsibilities without getting paid is fucking brain dead. I guess I didn't really have that yeah. many responsibilities. That's half the but fucking like the pressure. game, man. Dude, yeah. pressure, having pressure without any paycheck behind it is so absurd. Yeah. Favorite teammate ever? Mm, I guess it doesn't really apply to me, but my favorite coworker to go out with is probably Rye. Worst teammate ever. For the sake of politics, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know exactly who it is, and I, I cannot say it. Damn. Just just know that that I'm not a big fan of old people. Fuck, man, we're old, dog. There's old people, yeah, but there's old people, and there's people that got old, mm-hmm. that, that grow with age, like, you know, like, you can't stop time, Yeah. but you don't have to be old, you know? Like, outdated, like bitter, grumpy, yeah. unpleasant to be around, and just like, oh, why is it this her? Ain't no fucking use in being grumpy, man. Like, you could be grumpy. But you don't just don't be like bitter and grumpy. Hmm. Nobody likes a bitter douchebag. I have to learn that lesson myself. <laughs> Worst company. Ooh. I don't have an answer. I I honestly, but honestly, I feel like everyone should give an answer for these worst things, but that might put some shit for me in jeopardy if I say these things. Oh, easy. Oh, actually, I cannot say it. <laughs> you, already, you knew what the word was going to come out of my mouth, but uh, I, I can't say that either just for sake of I can't fuck shit up for my work. I can have opinions. Sometimes you don't need to say it out loud. All right. Worst trend. I participated in this too. Polar pants. Look, yeah, I splagged them. I guess it's like oversized pants. That shit is fucking annoying. Like wear some pants that fit you. Wear some pants. They don't even have to fit you. Just make Dude, sure they're Campo, pants that man. not everyone else is wearing. <laughs> look, look at what? Del Campo's pants are fucking insane. Dude, Costin oh. rocks some oh, insane yeah. pants too. The worst trend is bad pants. Yeah. Honestly, you could wear polar pants and look great. Like, I wore some polar pants. I, sw- I felt like I fucking swagged them like hell. <laughs> 
But I also wasn't wearing like big boys. I was wearing some shit that fit me. Like a lot of people would just wear it because it's baggier, it's better. No, you look like a you look like wearing yeah. Jinko jeans in two thousand eight. Worst style. We're going back to the goat, Jeff. Oh shit. Oh, oh shit. Like you know what's crazy? I'm I'm giving him some fucking heat on this, but I like actually really like his skating. It's not like. It's not like I watch it in the morning. I'm like I'm gonna get pumped this skate. Like I watch it like the same way people watch Nigel's part, like or watch like TJ's part and don't relate. Like, but I, actually Jeff Jeff skating is a little relatable to me because he skates all the old crazy ass skate parks that I grew up skating, and he does very he does tricks where I'm like, how do I how can I do this trick? Mm, like I do flips. late flips. Oh dude, I've I've done triple flips. I was at I was at Chevy the other day. I nollie laser flipped a double set first try. Okay, <laughs> like fucking can late flip like no one's business. I have a, I'm meant to be like I'm meant to have like a terrible trick selection, but I just refuse to let myself have that. <laughs> so the way he flips his board and everything is so crazed, but like it's so impressive to me. Yeah. Oh, here's a great story about him actually. So we're at the barracks. And it's like some event or something like that. I have to be there. And like not, this is before I was working at Thrasher. And everyone's, it's like a free-for-all. There's like a bunch of kids there like skating. And I just see him walk in the park. Like I'm sitting down and I'm watching the whole thing. I see the door open. I look over. It's Jeff. He goes, puts his stuff down, walks up to the 10 stair. He must have been skating before this. Looks at it, kind of shakes his head. And he goes back and he double flips the ten stair first trip. <laughs> That's bad. No ollies, no warm ups, straight to double flip. Wow. And I'm just like, no fucking way that just happened. There's no way that just happened. And he proceeds to get the fuck off on that thing. Oh, for sure. Double tray, triple flip. Dude, I was always kind of like, kind of a dickhead about it and kind of like taking the piss out of him, which is pretty whack of me. But after seeing that, I was like, damn, this is actually like pretty fucking crazy. But it just looks terrible. Yeah, I'm mm. sure it's actually even more wild to witness in person. Haven't skated with him before. You guys know, like, there's somebody you're like, oh, that dude is so stinking. And then you see them skate and you're like, man, yeah. that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> last but not least, last person you want on the sesh. It's not a, it's not a specific person. It's just the dude that has no clue. Like, I'm trying a trick. You don't need to tell me, dude, that's sick. You mind if I try it with you? No, do your own fucking trick. (laughs) Do your own shit. We get Mm -hmm. it. You're better than me at skating. Eat a dick. (laughs) Go fucking chomp a Frank. (laughs) Like, the dude is just like, okay, I can be the dude that, skates the jam up shit at the skate park i love skating shit like that because i just am not as good as everybody else so i try to skate the way like a creative in a creative way but still like kind of normal mm-hmm. now when you have the dude that's like like everyone's sitting on the bench and the guy's like yo can you guys all move and it's like 40 people on a bench and you're like like three or four i get it but the whole fucking skate park is sitting on the ledge and you're trying to make everyone move right now. Or 
you're like skating the thing that's in the most way and you're getting the most pissed the dude that doesn't get it just go the fuck home you're <laughs> ruining my day you're ruining my day you're ruining my friend's day you're gonna ruin my lady's day cause I gotta tell her about it later <laughs> oh fuck like fuck just go home pack it up get a clue I ain't got time for them alright Louie that's nah. gonna wrap up our interview man cool thanks for coming inside studio we long overdue yeah thanks for having me Hell yeah, brother. There's, um, there's a lot of things that we didn't get to scratch, but we could talk about yeah. those things in person. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. Thanks for coming on, and we'll see you shortly here at the Bunt Jam, baby. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fall with you. <laughs> this is the Post Office, brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie's Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets. Ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickies. Ghost, another rockin' post office. Let's get it poppin', baby. Who we got up first? You've got mail. Man, first up, we got an email from post office regular Shane Wilkie. What's up, guys? Favorite non-skate activity to stay busy through the winter? And where are you guys on this bright yellow construction vest thing that's going on in skating? There's no way that's comfortable to skate in, and let's not get into how it looks. Great season so far, and have a great summer, guys. Bro, I think that's an easy one for you. Let's hear it. Oh, I'm playing hockey all day, baby. But it's funny because it's not even like uh, through the winter. I play hockey year-round every Wednesday, no matter the season. Me and my boys are playing hockey. Um, but now I'm doing like kid stuff, man. Shoveling the pathways, doing some tobogganing, <laughs> making snowmen, throwing snowballs. It's uh, winter wonderland up here and I'm I'm loving all of it. Hell yeah. What the hell do I do? Golf? What do you do? No golf? You go on a fucking trip. But he said non-skate activity. Mm-hmm. Skate trips don't count, I guess. Um, I guess that's when I really dig down and get real greasy with my uh, Korean television show obsession. And I just uh, get like two or three shows going at once. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just melt into the couch, man. That's it. That's wicked, man. And as far as the bright green or yellow vest trend, I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest with you, man. Um, yeah, me neither. I can't say I'm familiar, but it sounds uh, quite dusty. We'll give you that. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an email from Dave S. What's up, boys? Recently discovered the pod and can't get enough. At some point in a previous post office, Safe mentioned having connections to some guys in the NHL. As a lifelong fan, I'm curious if you could share these players and if it's because they were connected to the skate scene in your area at one point. The second part of my question is, are you guys aware of any professional athletes in hockey or other sports who either used to skate or still skate? Apparently, Jonas Donskoy of the Seattle Kraken was a big skater back in the day and recently funded a skate park back in Finland. I've also heard that Keith Yandel used to skate, though I don't know if he was heavy into it. I'd love to hear of more, but I can appreciate that it's a pretty risky hobby when your livelihood depends on ideally not being injured. 
it's funny that it came off like it was uh, my connection but um one of our best friends tommy grew up with some prominent nhlers and uh, donald knows them better than me too but uh we're, we're loosely homies with them but our friend tommy's like literally best friends with the guys and donald you can uh drop the names well we used to play hockey against chris stewart we would always like me and tommy were always on one team and chris stewart was on the other uh and he was always just next level but obviously chris stewart anthony stewart and wayne simmons mostly and then those are the guys we've come in contact with and like just seen in passing and you know spent some days with but uh yeah tommy's friends with basically every nhl that's come out of scarborough you know what i mean so scarborough's got a big nhl pipeline these days so it's a lot of them but jonas don square the seattle kraken i actually saw that online they uh they hang a jersey in the skate park that's which so is actually sick. pretty fucking sick wow and, what, what was and the then, homie's name on um, washington when i went to the cup celebration in scarborough yeah Devonte smith pelly yeah one of the uh craziest little runs of all time he had there man yeah that was he really recently cool. retired from the nhl unfortunate too young man wish he uh, yeah, absolutely kept it going but that was actually like i'm not a big hockey fan clearly but it was really cool to uh uh our friend tommy invited me to the cup celebration when each player gets it for a day or however that works and got to go touch the cup get a picture and uh meet some of those heads um what's his face his brother was also there suban suban's oh, brother yeah. is a goalie right Yep. C Stu was there, obviously. All, all, all the boys. That was a fun one. Yeah. Brought the cup back to Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. And then we always talk about Dennis Schroeder skating. So I just. Kyrie, I've seen him on a board. I think he did a 50 or something like that. And then there was the one uh, NFLer that we saw a video out of, but he was skating with no grip tape. So I don't know what's up with that, but. Schroeder about to possibly be swept tonight in LA. Shout out Denver. I think that's more than likely. <laughs> All right, next up, we got a voice note from Eduardo Flores. Let's take a listen. Yo, Bunt Boys, what's up? It's Fakey Stop Rock over here out in the bay, chilling. I'm just thinking about how embarrassingly extensive uh, my warm-up has become over the years. I'm almost 40 now. Um, I see these kids, they'll just like throw down their board and try and like kickflip a five-stair. I'm like, what? What are you doing, bro? Um, anyways, my question for you is, what is your warm-up? Are you the type you're gonna go through Ollie Nolly 180, uh, fucking every single variation before you start trying real tricks? Or are you just gonna get there and start trying whatever trick you wanna try? Um, love the podcast, listening for years, bro. So hype, there's a new season back. So uh, I'm looking forward to everything you have to put out, man. Um, big love, can't wait to hear what you have next. Peace. Uh, I know the the definitely everyone seemed like consensus was the Eagles won the draft, but uh, I'm gonna go with low key the Steelers, man. Just oh my god, just bro, what do you mean? Shoring up the line, just getting the defense nice, 
just a little bit of everything i think did they grab a receiver i can't remember um but i think they went out to make my boy kenny pickett's life easier and i can't wait for steelers 2023 is it time are you are you ready to make your announcement no 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 i'm gonna do that on a later pod (laughs) this is not the time um honestly it's tough man like i don't really follow college football so the only names i recognize in the draft are obviously the bigger quarterbacks but the houston texans going out there and getting the second and third pick in a in a loaded draft was it's hard to argue with that man like and carolina getting bryce young you could even say the bears man trading away the pick and just loading up for years to come because they already have justin fields yeah. A lot of possibilities, but the easy answer, obviously, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Whether or not Jalen Carter has some off-the-field issues he has to deal with. Yeah, it was a fun draft. As far as dud, did he ask for a dud as well? I think so. I remember everyone was clowning I think the- Detroit for like grabbing dudes that probably would have been available later. But mm-hmm. then they... Because they, they grabbed the... Um, What's his name? Gibbs, the running back with the yeah, the twelfth pick. First, yeah, twelfth pick. But then they ended up trading Swift, so it was a little less crazy. But yeah, that was still still a wild one. But regardless, super excited for the line season as well. Yeah, they traded up to go get that guy, so maybe they know something we don't. All right, next up, we've got an email from Chordied Ween. What up, Dono and Ghost? I have a question about the etymology of the word bunt. In the early to mid-2000s, I was a daily regular on the DLXSF message board, along with the legend Noah T, whose screen handle was simply Noah T, or sometimes MC Noah T. (laughs) Noah regularly dropped great T-dot slang like truck buck, bear spray, bunter, fossy, fossy bunter, and bun that. (laughs) If you recall Daryl Stan's tale of being called a Fosse by Noah T, Noah T posted it on the MB back when it happened, and I laughed my ass off when I heard it on the pod years later. Any fucking how, my question is this. Did Noah T invent the word bunt slash bunter, or was he just a key figure in bringing it to widespread usage? If not him, who do you recall as the first person to use bunt and bunter as a term of derision? Who do you recall? Was it a Clyde Singleton thing? Did we talk about this in the Clyde? I can't remember. Oh, we should have asked Clyde. We really should have asked Clyde because he probably would have known. But mm-hmm. yeah, Noah didn't invent the term. We've definitely told this story before, but back in the day, Noah had sus- subscriptions to like Thrasher and some mags that we, the rest of us didn't. And I think there was like a, a skate slang dictionary in there. And he would always just like come to pond and just start using words and he was like kind of like the leader of our crew cash money brothers cmb and uh was a big influence on all of us so a lot of what noah said just kind of entered the crew's lingo and bunt really stuck clearly still using it to this day so uh mad love to noah for that <clears throat> definitely miss those days and that Darrell stan story was insane yeah, MC Noah T definitely had a big influence on the squad, man. Where he went, we followed. We were uh, we relied on him a lot, man. He was uh, 
the big dog in the crew for sure wasn't scared of nothing so we all so, love so we weren't scared year. of nothing <laughs> exactly strength in numbers baby like the warriors yeah hell yeah all the warriors of old just like cmb of old exactly but we definitely took and still use a lot of lingo that whether he invented it or not he made it commonplace in our language so we thank him for that shit and yeah we we still talk to noah still skate with him when we see him and all that still a legend out here we love you noah all right next up we got an email from sam hep big ups bump boys huge fan of the show here and i was hyped when i saw you were interviewing one of my all-time favorite skaters reese forbes on the pod the episode did not disappoint however i do have to call out the pair of you and reese out for forgetting to name Danny Supa when discussing the original members of the Nike SB team. To make up for this, I want both of you to put a little respect on his name by selecting your favorite Danny Supa clips. My own personal favorite is the backside flip over the sidewalk at the end of his New York mixtape part. Safe from Sam. Just because we're on the hot topic of switch varial flips these days, he does uh, switch varial flip and then backs it up with a switch inward heel over two separate flat gaps. But that little one-two is just banging, man. Switch varial flip, then switch inward heel back to back in his Nike part, man. Yeah, someone plug us Danny Supa's contact. We'd love to get him on the pod. Um, I'll go with the artosari backlip through the double kink rail you know people could skate over the rail into the bank he hit him with the nolly big spin a favorite trick of dono and mine and mm -hmm. then i can't remember what part it's in but he nolly back three heels over a street hip so fucking popped and beast um apologies for the oversight we big danny super fans around here yes sir all right, next up, we've got an email from Evie Rusnak. Hey, Bunts, wanted to give y'all a big shout out for helping all the skater girlfriends out there keep up with the skate lingo. My boyfriend, Aaron, has been hitting mad slappies, and I finally know what that means. <laughs> I also used Sodi in a sense last week and felt pretty rad. Cheers and go Leafs. Oh, fuck the go Leafs. <laughs> Wait, uh, this email was 11 days ago, so... Maybe. Yeah. I don't think it was we, a chirp. <laughs> no, we really tried. We tried, you know. We did our best. But have you happy we can help you out with some lingo? Yeah, hell yeah. Appreciate all the significant others listening. And uh, glad we could help with a little lingo. <laughs> well, hit him with one new one to use. A new one? A new lingo, yeah. Rocket is Satan's anus. Rocket, that's a good one. Tell him to <laughs> use Rocket this week, Evie. He'll like that. Yeah, when the flip tricks Rocket, you should probably do it again, and you should make sure you don't get sacked. Um, all right, one more, D Jones. Mm -hmm. All right, one more, one more email for this week. We'll go out with a bang here from Trill House. We got a fun one. Would you rather? Rock only Karayuma Avatar 2s for life or only eat instant ramen noodles with no flavor for life. Rules. 1. You're only allowed water with your noodles. You can take unflavored vitamins to keep you alive. <laughs> and then 2. 
You don't get any shoes for free. You'll have to buy bulk, then find them on eBay when you run out. Wow, that's harsh. Uh, no sugar or paint, so you can't dye a fat Nike check or paint them gold like Lucian Clark's DCs. And three, you can't kill yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's your lad's pod zore. I mean, like... It's an easy yeah. answer for me. The shoes suck. Like, I just looked them up. They look absolutely insane. But, like, I'm not not eating anything other than instant ramen if it means I just have to wear these shit shoes. Like, I'll just take the shoes and continue on living the hell of a life <laughs> I do, eating whatever the goddamn hell I want when I want, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an easy one, man. Like, that Jets pizza the other night in Detroit. Oh, you my God. you're going to deprive me from that? <laughs> Hell nah. Fucking bring on the Karayumas. And hopefully a check. Or no, it sounds like we gotta buy our own. That's harsh, but... Uh, these, uh... These fucking taste buds of ours, man. We need to treat them with respect out here. They're fucking exquisite. You should have seen the menu we just had on our four-day trip in Detroit. Whew! Eating nice, and I ain't planning on stopping, man. Yeah, I might have to go on like a... 58 day cleanse after that one but it was well worth it yeah hey man you fucking finished it off with some Popeyes <laughs> on the way out the door dude <laughs> uh, oh. I got one more here from Luke C not a question but pretty much just a statement but I'll pose it as a question anyways because those are the rules he says do you know how much us sports loving bunt wipes appreciate the rundown Luke C, man, that warms our hearts. And you know what? You don't have to wait much longer, man, because we're heading right into the rundown right now, baby. Luke C, we doing it for you. Hell yeah. And just one more thing to add. I told you this, Donald, but Mason texted me the funniest thing the other day. He's like, I used to skip the rundown, and now I skip straight to it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot take right there, baby. Hell yeah. See y'all in the rundown in a sec, eh? <laughs> this is the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Luke C and Mason, you do not have to wait any longer. It's Monday night. We're recording. It's late. The games are on. We got a couple 2-0 series in the NHL and a couple 3-0 series in the NBA. Where do you want to start, Ghost? Bro, fill me in on uh, on my NHL teams, man. Who's still standing? What's popping? Oh, man. These pesky motherfucking Florida Panthers, man. They've gone into Carolina and stolen the first two games in overtime. Matthew Kachuk back up to his old tricks. Sasha Barkov scoring what was probably one of the most filthy goals of the playoffs with the fake between the legs even Wayne Gretzky was gushing over that shit and now currently with two minutes left in the third the Panthers are up 1-0 man like I honestly don't know what to say about these guys they won a four overtime game in game one and they wow. just keep on ticking the goalie came out and said he lost 20 pounds playing that game holy fuck but yeah the Florida Panthers staring down a 3-0 lead on Carolina. Same thing they did to my Leafs. 
And then your Golden Knights doing the damn thing, man. But they won two at home against the Stars. But they just keep on rolling, man. The Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers on a collision course for the least anticipated Stanley Cup Finals of all time. Damn, for real? People don't fuck with the Golden Knights like me, eh? Nah, no one really. Damn. But, I well, mean, Dallas wouldn't make much of a difference either, but... Good luck to my uh, Golden Knights. Love all of y'all. I know all your names. And uh, we'll party in Vegas when it's over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for the update, bruv. NBA. Right now, unfortunately, we got to go to bed. So we're not going to know the outcome of Game 4. Denver Lakers on right now. Denver up by 4 in the 4th with 9 minutes to go. LeBron scored 31 in the first half and the Lakers had maybe a 12 point lead or so and then flicked it back on just to check the score and whew, Denver's back in business. Let's do this, man. Let's end this season for these kook ass Lakers, man. Sick of these scrubs. Yes, yeah, little fairy tale run of LeBron James is over. You know, it was nice they overachieved. Him and AD did some great things, but you were right, man. I was going Lakers on this one, and you just proved that the depth and Jokic just too much. But you know what I love the most about this? Those Jokic brothers, they some real goonies, man. They out there chirping Jack Nicholson in the no. goddamn stands, telling him to take his sorry old ass home. I don't know if that was the exact quote, but they getting <laughs> in everybody's ear, baby. And do not beef Jokic. Woo! I They're love doing that. it, man. The Denver Nuggets. Bro, one thing these conference finals are proving right now is that the NBA isn't rigged <laughs> because we all know every network and the league probably would have loved a Celtics Lakers oh final. Oh my God, of course. And uh, even though, I mean, they made it real tough for Miami to win game two in Boston, the refs, and then uh, Denver game three in LA. The, uh, the players overcame and the two, or I guess the Heat series is the one that's absolutely shocking, but I did not think both series were going to be 3-0 series for the, for the smaller market teams in both conferences. It's never been done, an 0-3 comeback, and I hope nothing changes because my dream final from the final um, four teams was Miami-Denver because then I'll be happy either way. And uh, let's go Heat. Let's go Nuggets, man. This is incredible stuff. Jimmy Butler versus Jokic. You know, they had their beef before. Mm, Jimmy was acting a little tough after things that got broken up. Didn't want to say anything to the big man when he was face-to-face -face with them. But that'll be a series for the ages, man. Two teams grinding it out. But the beauty of Jimmy Butler, man, you see he just makes everyone else on the team just feel so good about their game if they're working hard like the the game that Gabe Vincent had in game three like he's not supposed to play like that man dude 29 points are you kidding me yeah Jimmy he's got like the perfect amount of crazy where he's delusional but he's also like works hard enough to back it up like no one myself included was picking the heat in this series I was just proud of them for getting to the conference finals, but I didn't think they were going to get out of round one. Round two, I gave them the edge. 
but that was like that should have been like philly had one of those and boston the other and then the but it was just like how how the standings played out there was just the two weaker teams on one side so mm-hmm. they got got past the knicks and then this is just i'm i couldn't be happier man you know how much i don't like the celtics jason mm-hmm. tatum has no swag jalen brown can't dribble marcus smart's so annoying to root against um their coach just claps the whole damn game it's so annoying uh so shout out to the fucking heat man nick Katz. i can't even imagine how hyped you are right now who would have thought this fucking eighth seed that literally was losing to the bulls uh in their second playing game barely like almost didn't make the playoffs legit and they're one game away from the finals hats off to heat nation absolutely man i was picking against the miami heat the whole way and shows what i know (laughs) dude no tyler hero no oladipo jimmy rolled his fucking ankle pretty damn bad against uh was that in the Knicks series yeah Mm -hmm. just a fairy tale unpredictable and even i hate this because he's already they've already lost in the finals but that was also like an unexpected run but like part of me is like damn i should i i shouldn't pick against them again like they keep proving everyone wrong but I, I i couldn't see them beating the nuggets man that's that's been the best team in the well playoffs, we'll I get think. into that yeah. we'll get into that at a later date true, true. we uh not jinx it we've been talking about having someone come on the pod and talk sports and next week it'll be nick Cass for sure man i think you you wanted him on before the conference final started and if they seal the deal and they're going to the nba oh finals we got to have that beauty on here yeah okay so we'll get nick on next week do a little heat celebration. And then finally, finally bring the big two of uh, professional skateboarders, sports fans, back in the building. That's fucking Mason cool. and Davis. Hell yeah. All right. What an episode. We're reeling off a four-day trip to Detroit. I got to get to bed. I'm sure the ghost does too. Back to reality Tuesday after the long weekend here in Canada for us. God damn it. I'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>